Welcome to another edition of Pillars of Heaven with JB. I'm in the studio with JB today. What's up, JB? Hey, how you doing, Dr. Mike? I'm doing good. I'm excited today. We have a special guest on here. Yes, we do. You want to introduce her? Sure will. It's my sister's sister-in-law's mom, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. Welcome. Welcome to Pillars of Heaven. Uh, thank you for the invite. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. And we have a pretty good topic to talk about today. Uh, I want to spend time in Deuteronomy chapter 8, uh, discussing um, humility and, and, and a humble having a humble heart and a humble spirit uh, in general, but also a humble spirit towards the Lord. And I think that it's, it's something that's been weighing on my heart lately, and I, and I think it's something that needs to be addressed uh, for everybody. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good topic. So, uh, you want to give us a little bit of background? Um, Carol, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, okay. Uh, I was saved uh, in 1980. Uh, actually, it was August of 1980 and uh, at a Christian mission in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Nice. And there's a little, you know, there's some backstory to how this all happened, but. You know, it's it'll be a lot to get into right now. Okay. And um, when I came back to New York, uh, everything was different. I saw like my eyes were like opened, and like it, it seemed like I could see the walls for the first time in it. Oh, wow. So, you know, since um, before I was born again. Right. And um, I didn't always. Um, walk the right way with the Lord, like I, sh you know, I should have. But now that I'm getting up in age, uh, that's my aim is to just keep looking to the Lord and becoming more like him in my walk. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. That's yeah. what we all try to do. Um, yeah. Did you grow up in a, a Christian background, like a Christian home or, or was this brand new for you? It was, um, Actually, it was new because uh, I went to Catholic school, and my family wasn't particularly religious. So, like, I would say, like, maybe in name only for Catholics. Gotcha. But I did have, uh, when I was 10 years old, so I figure it was like in 1970, 71, they had the Jesus movement. I saw at that time, I read at that time, and there was um, a van that pulled up to me and my friends. We were out in the street playing and these guys just like hippies came out of the van and they were talking to us about Jesus. Hmm. And we just like were looking at them like they were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that they came out of a van, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, what's a different yeah, time period? Going I, mean, on I, don't, here? I don't, I don't really remember everything they said, Yeah, but I feel that, that at age 10, the Lord was calling me then because then like 10 years later, I would get saved. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know, cool. going back to what you said about how like throughout this whole time, you weren't always walking with the Lord or maybe you strayed a little bit here and there or made some mistakes. I wanted to, to point out that that's, that reminded me of the, I think it was, uh, was it the in the, it was one of the parables, I think, in maybe the book of Matthew, where um, the the enemy was uh, spreading this uh, seeds of weeds, 
in in the uh, on the ground, and yes. uh, the the angel asked if if they should uh, pull up the harvest, and they said no because you might pull up the 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 wheat with the weeds. Yes, um, and I think that's I think it um, the way in my mind the way I take that is a lot of us will get muddied up in uh in our journey and that is why that is why god is so patient with us um he's trying he's waiting for everyone to come to the lord that's supposed to come to the lord because the bible tells us that we cannot come to the lord unless the lord chooses us amen he he calls us um, and we're all on this different, we're all on our own journeys and yes, we do get muddied up along the way. And, um, that is why he's waiting for the right time to do that. Because if he does, if they, if the angels, cause he command, he's going to command an angel to, 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 to reap the harvest, but it has to be at the right time, not too early because, some of the wheat might get pulled up with the weeds. That's what I thought about when you mentioned that. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. It's, it's true because it, it's like you said, it's the Holy Spirit that draws us. Yes. You know, I don't think we just say like one day, okay, I'm going to follow God. He, you know, he chose us before we were born. Yeah. And uh, I think it was in the last show we talked about um, how, you know, when people, when they, when they mess up and they sin, they want to shy away from, from doing things with the Lord, like reading the word, going to church, because the enemy gets in our heads and, and makes us feel guilty and accuses us, the accuser, that's why he's called the accuser. Yes, and um, not. I'm not saying I don't condone sin, but I, I it's a it's a huge mistake to um, to to stop doing the things you do just because you made a mistake. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because that's what the enemy wants us to do. You know, he he wants us to say like he wants us to say to ourselves, "Oh, well, I can't read the Bible now. I feel like a hypocrite," or you know, "I'm not going to pray right now because the Lord doesn't want to hear from me." You know, these are all the enemy's lies, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but it's important, though, you know, when, when you're talking about your journey also, it, it's nothing different than my journey or, or probably your journey, JB. Um, nobody's going to lead that perfect life. We're all, you know, maybe not as close to God at points in your in your life. Um, yeah, everyone slides a little bit. Yeah. The important thing is, is you know, you stop the slide and, and you... You, you pick up and you, you move forward. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's the important part. And in the yeah. last show, we, just, we we talked about good guilt versus bad guilt. Right. And uh, it's funny because after the show, this past week, I was listening to the, one of the radio programs on the local radio station, and they were talking about the good guilt versus bad guilt. Hmm. And, the you know, the good guilt is, you know, when you're prodded by the Holy Spirit to to repent, and then you ask forgiveness. And that's good guilt, you know, because without that, you wouldn't have that that call to to repent. But the bad guilt is the guilt that comes after you were forgiven. And that's what winds up hindering people with their walk with the Lord 
because now they feel like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. I, I can't serve the Lord. I can't, I can't participate in this ministry because this, I did this, you know, I, I made, I made this mistake, you know, this sin at one point in the past, or, um, I'm not going to read the Bible because I just don't feel like I should, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I can't. That, yeah. That, that's the condemnation that the enemy brings on us to say, oh, well, look what you did, you know, yeah. you're a Christian, How'd you, how could you do something like that? So yeah. if we keep listening to that, then, like you said, we're not going to read the Bible. We're going to say, oh, well, why go to church? But years ago, a friend of mine told me from church that no matter what, no matter what you, you've done, just keep going to church. Yeah. Don't stop. I mean, I did stop during this thing that happened, you know, the last couple of years. When things were closed down, it was hard for me to go back. But it, it's true, we should go back. Yeah, and I, I want to keep beating this drum over and over again because I this, these are things that I've gone through myself, and I want people to know this truth because, you know, the, the enemy, he's a good liar. You know, he's good at what he does, and... Um, I, I, I want to tell people, you know, still go and read your Bible, you know, go and pray. Um, yeah. it's a humbling experience, you know, but, uh, but, but go to the Lord with a humble heart, read your Bible and pray. If you feel like you're not, um, in the zone, so to speak, then pray about that, you know, ask for a closer relationship. And that's the, that's the point really. It's humbling yeah. and, and, and being humble is difficult. Um, especially when you, you're listening to the, you know, you're not, look what you did and you're not good enough. And, and you know, it's, it's humbling yourself and continuing on. And, and that's the difficult part. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's, it's, it's not, it's not, as, not just a pride thing all the time. I think that there's the shame. Shame, for, and, for sure. Yeah. And then yeah, sure. they, they feel in their mind that like, you know, the Lord doesn't want to hear from them right. because they let them down. Right. Like maybe, maybe so many times, but now this is where you have to, and this is why reading the Bible is so important because remember, this is from Christ himself. He said, I tell you to forgive people seven times, 77 times seven. I mean, it, it, Christ is telling us to do that because that's what he does. So he's willing to forgive if you go to him with true repentance. Agreed. Yeah. That's correct. Yes, he will. Okay, so because um, I could go on and on about yeah, that yeah. topic, but uh, we want to talk about Deuteronomy so let's get into chapter Deuteronomy. 8. Yeah, so let's paint the picture here. We're at Deuteronomy. Now the Israelites have... Wandered through the desert for 40 years, right? Yes, now, and, Moses. and before you continue, yeah. they're just a bit earlier in the book of Deuteronomy. It mentions how it, it would have taken them 11 days to cross the desert. Yeah, that's crazy. But they, um, the Lord kept them wandering in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. And, yeah right? Imagine that, 11 days, and ended up 40 years because of their complaining. Isn't that something? Yeah, that, that's a that's a good lesson too. Just because of their complaining, you know, because yeah. it's how easy is it to complain and forget the good things that happened, and just complaining about your current situation. It's crazy. But now Moses has gathered them together, and he's talking to them. And JB, I'm going to have you read that section of it. It's not long, but we'll uh, get everybody up to speed. Go ahead. Okay, hang on. Uh, I lost my spot. 
Here we go. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm going to read from the King James. Yeah, right? me too. I'll okay. follow along. Go ahead. All right. Because I don't know if I can download it right now. The other one. Okay. All mm. right. So we're in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm going to start with verse 10. After you eat and are full, give praise to the Lord your God for the good land he gave you. Make sure that you never forget the Lord or disobey his laws and teachings that I am giving you today. If you always obey them, you will have plenty to eat, and you will build good houses to live in. You will get more and more cattle, sheep, silver, gold, and other possessions. But when all this happens, don't be proud. Don't forget that you were once slaves in Egypt and that it was the Lord who set you free. Remember how he led you in that huge and frightening desert where poisonous snakes and scorpions live. There was no water, but the Lord split open a rock and water poured out so you could drink. He also gave you manna, a kind of food your ancestors had never even heard about. The Lord was testing you to make you trust him so that later on he could be good to you. When you become successful, don't say, I'm rich and I've earned it all myself. Instead, remember that the Lord your God gives you the strength to make a living. That's how he keeps the promise he made to your ancestors. But I'm warning you, if you forget the Lord your God and worship other gods, the Lord will destroy you, just as he destroyed the nations you fought. All right. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, here we've got, uh, they've just gone through wandering and going through all this. And it makes me think, you know, uh, you think God let them out there just to see, you know, I was okay, I've got 40 years and now let's see where everybody's at. You know what I mean? Let's see what they've learned from this. Let's see, you know, what their overall demeanor is. Let's see. I mean, they've been given miraculous things, food from heaven. Yeah. You know, water and where there's no water. But they would have made it into the promised land soon, sooner if they hadn't had rebelled. They, right, exactly. So Remember the Lord told them to turn back around. So you think there would have been more than 40 years at, at the end of this if, if they're still and you know, Moses is gathering them now and giving them a warning, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you think that their, their, their current state, I mean, they're so bad and they're, you're complaining for 40 years. You think at some point God's like, you know what? They didn't learn anything yet. Let's do another 40 years. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> let me tell you something. There's a lot we can pull from this, and I'm going to bring it all to present day right. because I think the... If you always, don't get me wrong, you can read the Bible as an historical account, and it's just as interesting, but uh, the stories that we read in the Bible, we can easily apply to, to modern day life and the lives we're currently leading. Well, first, let's start with the 40 years wandering in the desert. How can we, how can we apply that to our, to our lives? Well, the Bible tells us that the Lord had the Israelites wandering around in the desert for 40 years because they had rebelled, because they, they were um, not obeying the Lord. And they weren't ready to receive the blessings and the gift that God was ready to give them. So it makes you wonder in our lives how, how often this happens to us. You know, when we ask for when we ask for something, when we pray for things and certain kinds of success, possibly. And sometimes we don't see that until later on in life. And it could be because we're wandering around in our own desert that we're not ready to fully 
comply with the Lord and obey his commands. Could be. You think like there's blessings held back because sure. you're not, you know, you're still wandering. Well, sure. When you read the book, when you read the, the different books of the Bible, when you read Psalms, um, it says that when you do certain things, you're blessed for that. Yeah. There's blessings in that. So if you don't do those things, then you won't receive those blessings. Hmm. What do you think, Carol? I think, um, well, since I'm, I'm saved um, this past August, 41 years, wow. so kind of coincides with the, yeah. the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. That it's true that um, I would walk with the Lord and then I wouldn't, then I would like strain. Yeah. I would complain. So looking back, had I just continued to you know to walk with the lord stay on the on the path that there could have been things that were not as hard as they were i would maybe i wouldn't have maybe gone through you know difficult situations or choices that i made right so yeah. that was that was you like what you were wandering around in, in that desert yeah does that make sense Absolutely, sure yeah. yeah i know in my life same thing it's just the. Uh, you know, when when you, when you look back at things, man, whoever said, you know, when you look back at you, if I knew now what I knew, you know, if I knew then what I know now, um, man, well, how, how truthful is that? <laughs> right. So you look back and yeah, in times of good, when when you're experiencing great times, you do tend to forget, you know, because that constant worry and that constant it's not on your on your mind eating at you every day how miserable you are because things are going great and you may be just like the Israelites forgot how you've gotten through that terrible time to now this good time you're enjoying you know but it, it's funny that during your bad time everybody comes back yeah and they're like you know god i need help and i need you know well and, that's the second part of this so with with uh, moses warning the israelites before they cross over into the land that god has promised them he's warning them about not forgetting the lord he's warning them about staying away from the idols and not worshiping idols and that's another that's another phrase in the bible where people have a hard time sometimes relating that to modern day life and i'm going to say the first one that comes to my mind is money you know that that is that is something that is probably America's biggest idol. Yeah. Uh, the worship of money, um, people doing whatever you know, working literally their you know every minute of their life for another dollar, and um, you know the uh, Moses warns the people that um, don't don't forget the Lord. Don't forget that that you know God was the one that gave you the strength to earn this living, and that's where you know with the enemy he'll he'll work on people with the pride. You know this is where humility is so important because the enemy will 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 plant the seed in your head saying, "Well, look what look at all the the things that you've accomplished. Look at all the things that you did." Right. And then it becomes more about you. It shifts. Right. You know. Then you think that you know. You know. I'm someone special and I accomplished all this and I made all this money. Now I'm going to do this and make even more money, right. more and more and more. And it turns into idolatry. And so Moses is warning the people of this, 
you know, don't forget, you know, when you when you've eaten so much that you're so full and satisfied and you have all these great things, don't forget that it was the Lord that blessed you with all of this stuff. It was the Lord that gave you the ability and the strength to acquire this stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it, you get to a point where you're like, well, it's my own strength and my own doing that got me this. Yes. You know, and you forget about, uh, you know, it, it's possible to have full success and full, um, you know, enjoy the success of all that stuff. However, if you forget God in the process, you're walking that thin line of, okay, now we're total destruction again. You know what I mean? Where you've now placed, just like you said, the emphasis on, I did it my way. I did it. Yeah. You know, I worked hard and I've done this and not give God the credit. Uh, Then you're, you're difficult. I mean, Moses is teaching them. You can't live by bread alone, right? He's, he's telling them, be careful. This is a warning for them going into a promised land of milk and honey where you can enjoy the success that God has in store for you. However, if you forget how you got here, uh, you're in danger of, of falling, you know, like these other nations around you. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I, I don't know if you guys seen the prayer that I put in, uh, in my father's house earlier. I did see that. It's good. But one of the things I said in it was I asked Jesus to give me just what I need so that I don't forget or that I don't think so that I don't think I don't need my shepherd. Hmm. Yes, that's that's good because, like you know, Moses is saying that if if you're gonna if we'll have too much, we will forget God and and think maybe it's us that's doing it, but it's it never is us. Right. And it's easy to forget about God when you have a lot of resources. Yeah. Yeah, and when things are going good and stuff. Right. You know, like say you're extremely wealthy. Say you have a lot of money and um, you you don't have any want. Um, and, and if you want something, oh, you know, just spend the money. You know, I, I have, let me, do, let me just pull this out of my account or out of my yeah. wallet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything against being wealthy. There's nothing wrong with that. Um but it's it's not something everybody can handle, and I think that's a reason why there's not a lot of wealthy people. Yeah, because I think about you know all these people that are so rich, like if they would use their money to help everyone, there wouldn't there wouldn't be any poor people. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a good point, and it's because money does, money corrupts, and and people, you know, they always get that right wrong. Like they'll say that money is the root of all evil, and I'm like, no, there's a word that you're missing. It's the love of money. The love money of money is not right. bad. Yes. Right. <laughs> but see how even the enemy twisted that too. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Just imagine being in well, you know, Carol, you just said like it's forty one years you were wandering too, but imagine actually wandering in the desert for forty years. You know, yeah. like where where you just like it says, snakes and scorpions and, and you know But Moses told him all those years you were wandering in the desert, your feet weren't swollen and your clothes never wore out. Clothes never yeah. wore out. They yep. had food. They had water. I mean, God was still taking care of them. He by was taking punishing. care of them. It's just like if you're a parent and your child does, you know, something wrong and you send them to their room and they get punished and you're still not going to, you know, you're not going to not feed them. And Dr. Mike, you just brought up another good point. I love when I do that. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, the, when you said that they were, 
the, the Lord was taking care of them even while he was holding them back. He was holding the blessings back from them as far as the promised land. He still was taking care of them. And that is such a good point. Another point that we can apply to our lives today is that, um, and, and, and it's, this is why it's such a blessing. And, and when, when you do get on the right path with Jesus Christ and you look back, you'll be like, you'll say to yourself, wow, Christ was, was shepherding me even when I didn't realize it and protecting me from all kinds of things. Um, that even when I was lost, even when I was wandering another path, um, he was still protecting me from things and guiding me, even though the journey was, you know, longer than it had to be, um, by our own choice. And that's, and that's the case with the Israelites in the desert where the Lord provided, um, he gave them food to eat. He gave, he gave them, he made sure their clothes never wore out. They always had uh, good clothes to wear. Um, so he provided all that time, even though they were rebellious. Yep, exactly. Because I was going to say that too, that even though in these all these years that there were times I was rebellious and I, and I did my own thing, the Lord still looked after me. Yeah. So he was there all, the whole time. That's how much he, he loves us. But sometimes you don't realize that, though, at the moment. You know what I mean? As you're so consumed with your complaints or, or the issues going on with you that you don't even realize that God's there still protecting you. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the difficult yeah. part. And that's for me, especially, you know, when you, you know, that, that saying you, you don't see the forest through the trees well, or, you know, or yeah, that's why that, uh, you know, when Jesus, they when, when you're walking on water and, and you start to sink, it's because you're worried about the storm. Cause that's all you can see is the storm and you're yeah. human. And you know, that's, what's pressing in on you. But, you know, that's that's why taking your eyes off of Jesus is so critical. And, and you can see what happens when you do that. But uh, as humans, it's super easy to just focus on that storm because you're getting beat up by it. Yeah. You know, and also um, I can't stress this enough and I'll stress it all the time. Read the Bible. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is another drum that I'm going to beat. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to beat this drum on every single episode. No, that's good. But read the Bible because we're surrounded we're bombarded every single day with junk yeah junk fills our head every single day you turn on the tv you turn on the radio you 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 know hearing people's conversations and there's so much negativity and junk out there read the bible the bible is designed to comfort us it's designed to instruct us and teach us the way of the lord and the, the, the imagery and the illustrations in this book, they explain to you how God loves us so much and why he loves us so much through the imagery of being him being our father. And, you know, how he loves us, how his love is closer to, closer to us than that of a mother. Yeah. And the level of intimacy and how much... He says that, you know, it's that in the Old Testament that as angry as the Israelites made him, he never would forget about them. And that when they did turn from their sin, he would remember them. 
And so anytime, <coughs> pardon me, anytime you feel like um, you're not good enough, um, you know, just remember, because I know the, what makes it complicated is that, and this is this is what, you know, the enemy uses to work on. Say you just met someone on the street, they're an acquaintance, you don't really know them, you don't have any feelings towards them as far as like um, an attachment, right? Right. Um, yeah. So that we we sometimes feel that way towards god you know especially someone who doesn't read the word and they're they're not they're not on that intimate level with the lord so they kind of sometimes might feel a little distant from god and they and they might think well why does why would the lord love or care about me that much why would he care and if i'm sinning he must really not care about me right well Um, we have to we have to use the illustrations in our own lives to fully understand God. And, and let me let me backtrack on that a little bit. We'll never fully understand God. No. We'll understand God to the best of our human abilities. Um, all right. If you have children of your own, which Carol, I know you do. Imagine your love for your children. So even that is faint in compared to how God loves us. But yes. I would say most people love their children dearly to the point where they would risk their lives to save them and protect them. And if you do, and, and if anyone listening out there doesn't have any children, maybe you have a pet. Maybe you have a pet that you love very much, and how much you love your pet. And They're you, like children. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, I, I love I love my doggy like like he's my little boy. Oh. And you know how much I love boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so you would guard you would guard your pet. You know, just as you would guard one of your children. And so if you love, if you have that capacity to love that much and you are just a mere mortal, just how much more the Lord loves us. And that will set you on the right mindset of why God puts up with us. (laughs) Even when we get, you know, reprimanded. Yeah, and I almost forgot where I was going with this yeah. because it was such a long side note. But we were going <laughs> back to why the Lord takes care of us even when we're rebelling. Um, you know, think to like, you know, when you were younger and you rebelled against your parents for whatever reason. Well, you know, it's not like they wanted to just, you know, completely wipe you off the map. Yeah, right. You know, and, and also we have to keep in mind too um, – and this is why it's important to read the Bible because people have a misconception about God and, and they think that he was a, a mean God, you know, in the Old Testament and he just wanted to destroy people. Well, no, read the Bible because the destruction didn't come until after they were continuously rebellious. Yeah. After yes. warning after warning. You know, what? and, and, and to, to piggy on that, is you know if we look at verse 19 it says this is the warning of that whole thing it's if you've ever if you ever forget the lord your god and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them i testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed like the nations the lord destroyed before you so you will be destroyed for not obeying the lord your god like so this is you know he's seeing where they're at and he's giving a warning but this is a huge warning yeah <laughs> at the end that's not only will you not succeed um 
you're going to be destroyed just like everything around you you know the people around you uh that's that should be eye-opening for anybody you, you know what i mean it's it's not just that you have to um acknowledge you know let's say you're successful and you're acknowledging yeah god got me this and whatever but when like to, on your point where you said now that this money has become your god now because now you're obsessed with oh i need more and i need more and i need right. more and th there's a there's a stern warning here that you know if you forget god um you know what's their penalty th them literally because they're going into this new land and um you know you have to think about like i said before we're wandering through the desert yeah and, and you've gone you've seen all this miraculous stuff i mean how do you still not i mean how do you wander and and think of another god at that point you know what i mean because back then it was you know Baal or 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 whoever but you're you're turning your attention from a God that's showing you these things literally in front of you. You're seeing this food from heaven. You're seeing water come out from nowhere. Yeah, you know, your clothes have not worn out. You know what I mean? You, I know, and I used to think that, and but when I read the Old Testament, when I read the Bible, and I read um, about the Israelites and the rebellion walking through the desert, I I try to rebuke myself when I have those thoughts. Yeah. Uh, because and and to not be judgmental of them. Yeah. Because I, you know. It's hard to 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 uh, to make those judgment calls and not actually have to be there in, in their shoes myself. No. I really don't know what they're going through, but but also we have to remember too that um, they did not have the Holy Spirit, no. uh, which is huge. We we can walk in the Spirit, which they they didn't have that that luxury at the time. Um, so they were um, with if they weren't in the in the actual physical presence of God they they didn't have the presence of god like inside of them like we do yeah uh, not only that but um you know we can we can play monday morning quarterback on our own lives and say well why did i do that you know that was stupid or foolish uh, and, and and if anyone ever reads a book about us if there was ever a book written it would someone might read you know someone that would read it might be thinking wow that was really dumb why the heck did it do that you know, so we can play that on ourselves too, but you know, uh, this all it. goes yeah. back to the enemy is is deceitful yeah. and he tricks people. And and I think that's my point is like even though and I'm not judging them for their their what they did, but I mean even them that we're seeing it with their eyes. You know what I mean? Where we don't have that luxury to do, where, where they're actually seeing and experience this, they still wandered. But you know what though? You know what, Dr. Mike? And this is one of the other reasons why I rebuke myself when I get judgmental on them, when I'm reading, thinking to myself, why the, Why would they not, wanna, why are they grumbling and complaining? He just did this for them. Because I've already did it myself. Mm -hmm. I've already been through something where you know the lord came through for me on something and blessed me greatly and maybe he saved me from this problem and saved me from that problem and then maybe a month later i'm grumbling saying oh man i can't you know like oh this life sucks you know whatever i'm just using a, a, an example but i'm like yeah uh, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm guilty of being a grumbler. Oh, yeah, I'm guilty of complaining. Oh, sure. And so I and so this is another reason why I rebuke myself when I'm, you know, having, you know, judgmental thoughts about the Israelites wandering in the desert when they start complaining. 
because I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm guilty of that, you know? Well, it's always easy to look at somebody else's situation and, and say how you would react uh, when in reality, if you were actually going through it, you would probably react differently too. And the thing yeah. is, is that the the whole point that the whole point of this is, is that God wants us to have faith. Right. Jesus Christ wants us to have faith, and 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 so when we rebuke ourselves, because we've all been there, you know, and I have, and I have complained, but I also know that that Jesus saved me from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So when times do get hard, or when I get faced with a difficult situation. Instead of grumbling or complaining, I need to remind myself to have faith, to have faith that Christ will get me through it. And then we are on the path. That, that, is, what, that is what Jesus wants from us. He wants us to have that undying faith that, you know, so he doesn't have to tell us, look, I saved you from this. I pulled you out of this, this, this you know, d- deep, dark pit. But now you don't have enough faith to think that I'll get you through this other problem. Yeah. He won't have to say that if we have that faith. It's difficult. It is. It's difficult. And, and I think, you know, my takeaway on it too is, you know, because I have a son and it's, you know, just like, you know, when you discipline your son and you want him to learn something, it's the same thing God does with us. We get disciplined and we learn and, you know, we go through these things and we're never alone, but we go through them just so we can learn and grow from it. Because um, without that, you're not going to learn. Me especially. that I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, I say it all the time. You could tell me and tell me and tell me and warn me and warn me, but I'm going to do it anyway and, until I get hurt or burned or, or whatever. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I wanted to go back to what you said about, you know, that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Yeah. You know, they didn't have that in the Old Testament. But like Mike said, they they saw things like, yeah, that you would. know, that we don't see. I mean, we do see miracles, but I don't think on a scale like what they saw. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, you know, why wouldn't they uh, continue to follow him? But like you were saying, you know, we have the sin nature in us. Right. That's that's the whole problem when people say, you know, we have to fix this and we have to fix that. Then we have to fix the sin. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not all these other things. Oh, we're going to do this like politicians. We're going to fix this and we're going to do this. No, that's not going to help. We need to first fix sin, uh, the sin in our lives. And that's what's going to make this country and the world better but we're just going the opposite direction yeah and i was also going to say that i was watching something on on tv last night and they continually i don't remember this as a kid them showing constantly the same commercials over and over again like how many times are they going to repeat this commercial so i think that's another way of it like brainwashing people oh yeah and you know you and you you were saying about them you know the leaders trying to to do things to make things better but these leaders are blind you know they don't even know which way they're going so how are they going to show anybody the way yeah and you don't even hear the word god mentioned anymore well because we know that the only way is through jesus christ yes and these leaders you know 
the the society society wants to erase his name from everything you know we we get mm-hmm. uh different different shows get flagged when they have the, the name jesus christ in the title yeah crazy isn't it <laughs> it's convenient yeah. it's convenient it's it's those and, and then they then they market for spam and it's only them it's yeah. only those episodes yeah yeah none of the other episodes that we that we post the same exact way yeah but uh you know that the the truth they they it's but this is a different time in history also you know this is this is evil on a grander scale than probably ever um you know but we're still instructed to pray for our leaders and, and to pray even though you might not like our president or think he's smart uh you're still instructed to pray for him and um you know all the leaders yeah there, there's a bigger agenda uh, yeah. you know happening and that's oh seven or eight more shows we could do yeah <laughs> you know but you know we're still instructed to to pray for them and um that's where we're at i I mean the the agenda is an evil agenda and unfortunately we know uh where this is going you know and another thing i wanted to mention too because i i I was reading this in the in the book of deuteronomy and this is another great reason why you should definitely read the old testament if you aren't already is because um you really learn a lot about the sovereignty of god in the old testament and that's very important because we know that to know Jesus Christ is to know the, is to know the Father. So, and Jesus Christ is another face of God. You know, we, we see the full picture when we see the Holy Trinity um, because um, we see that the Son, Jesus Christ, um, he's um, full of grace, uh, forgiveness. Uh, that's that side of God. We see, we see the whole picture. Um, but the sovereignty of God, when God says, God's in control, when I say sovereignty, God is in control of everything, everything that happens in the world. Um, and this is a very comforting thing, or maybe it's not, you know, depending on where someone stands with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but I find it to be very comforting that God is in control of everything. And in the book of Deuteronomy and throughout the book, throughout the Bible, but in the book of Deuteronomy, um, Moses is is telling the people, he's telling the Israelites, Israelites before they cross over to the, the promised land that um, God was with them. He helped them. Um, he gave them land. He gave other nations land. And he took land from those nations and gave it to Israel. And then there was even some land um, like the Edomites, that um, the Lord said, you are not to make war with them, and you can't have their land. I gi- I've, I've given them the, that land. Right. Um, so we, you know, this is where, um, it, this is how things get all twisted up, because uh, a proud person says, I did this, I accomplished that. But now the Bible is telling us, no, the Lord gave you that. Or the yes. Lord, the Lord gave you the strength or the ability to acquire this, but the Lord permitted it. He had the last say in this, um, and I, I find this to all be very comforting. Um, that nothing is outside of the Lord's grasp. Right. So no matter what's going on, you still have you have to realize God's still in control, and you know even in this situation, you know you've got. 
at, at this point, they're about to transfer leadership also. You know, so you're going from Moses to Joshua. Yeah. Um, yes. So you, you think at this point Moses knows um, was this because I forget offhand has Moses been told that he's not going into the yeah. promised land? At this he's point? already aware okay. of that. Yeah. All right. So this is his final warning yeah. to them about. So imagine those shoes to fill if you're Joshua. Right? Yeah. So now you've got you know a bunch of complainers that you've now are in charge of, and they've all been warned, and now it's very, very heavily burdened for you to take this group forward. So you imagine know, being Joshua. You know, another thing I want to point out that we can learn from the Old Testament and from the Lord and from Moses is uh, that I believe that that the the Lord wants us to plead for other people. What do you guys think about that? Plead how so? Well, pray for pray for them. Remember how the Lord said, the Lord said to Moses, I, "I'm, I'm, you know, he was so the Lord was so angry. He said, I'm, you know, step aside. I'm going to wipe these people out and don't try to stop me." Mm. And then the Moses, he he got down, he bowed down before the Lord on his face and he pleaded with the Lord not to wipe out yeah. the Israelites. Yeah, and the Lord changed his mind. Mm. And it's not that it's not that the Lord doesn't know what he wants to do or that he's fickle. It's that I think he wants us to plead to him, to plead for others. You know, that's why we're we're called to pray for other people. For sure. Yeah. And it's not that the Lord the Lord doesn't need us to do it. The Lord doesn't need us for to do anything. Um, you know, John the Baptist said the Lord can make children of Abraham out of these stones. Yeah. Um, you know, so don't think that, you know, you're you're just, you know, automatically uh, you know, somebody special just because you're a descendant of Abraham. Right. You know, if you're not if you're not following the Lord and you're going your own way. Yeah. Um, supposed to esteem people better than ourselves. Right. <laughs> and um but I I think that um so the point I was trying to make there was it's it's not that the Lord needs us to plead for others, but he I think he desires us to plead for others. You know, Moses went out of his way to plead for the people. Um, you know, how much different would the story be if Moses just said, okay, I'm just going to stand over here while you destroy these people? Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, that's, that's another thing to note. Um, pray, pray for others. Pray for yourself and pray for others too. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, that that is an understatement to say that prayer is one of our most, if not the most, powerful weapon we have. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Wow. And we've we've had separate topics on that. We've we've had shows on praying. We've had um, I've done shows on on the tongue with dr mike with with, with praying uh praying is a, a super powerful tool and yeah we are called to pray for other people um I, there is a power in that and you know it's important the, the difficult thing is like we're instructed is to not just pray for the people that we care about it's pray for your enemies and pray for those who hurt you and pray for those who persecute that's difficult have you done that somebody um, that's really on your last nerve and you can't stand they're giving you a hard time in life and they're uh, actually i have no it's t it's tough um it, it can be it it 
it depends. And and you know what though, Mike, you know, Dr. Mike, um, I pray for compassion. Sure. I, I pray for a humble heart and spirit. I pray for this is this is exactly what I pray for. I, I ask for um for Jesus to give me a heart, a humble heart and spirit. I ask for a heart full of compassion, love and mercy and kindness and understanding. And believe it or not, um, I don't really have a hard time praying for those that hurt me. It, it's because I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I, I'm yeah. not going to say, look, yeah. I'm human. All right. Yeah. I do get angry. I do get hurt. But this is why I pray for this stuff on a daily basis. Yeah. I, well, along with peace. I told you already, Dr. Mike, in past shows that I, that yeah. I pray for peace every that's day. That's super important. Yeah. Um, but I pray for a humble heart filled with, with compassion and love and kindness and mercy. And I'll tell you what, when you pray that, yeah. In sincerity, Jesus Christ changes your heart. Like he gives you a heart similar to his where you, you see things differently. It's like, yes, um, this person might be hurting me and, and, you know, that's the human element. Um, but it, when, when, when Christ gives you this new heart, it allows you to kind of sort of step out of the situation a little bit and you see it as, Yes, this person hurts me, but I I care more about their salvation and yeah. their eternal home than my personal feelings. Yeah. Well, that's a growth thing. Yeah. Because uh, it's very easy to just be like, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy earthly uh, thing to yeah. do. Um, but but then when you step outside of the situation, when you ask for that humble heart uh, yeah. and compassion, that's a huge one. Compassion and mercy. And you know, because, you know, God desires mercy and, uh, you know, God desires mercy. You know, he's, it's said in the Bible. Um, so if you ask for a heart of mercy, um, you know, I, I guarantee you, Jesus Christ will be happy to give it to you. And so you will think differently about things and you'll, you'll, you'll think about the world in a different way. Kind of like, uh, in the book of Jude where, um, it says, um, save people as if you're rescuing them from a fire hmm. you know reach out to people help people um and, and it and it's it's a sobering thought because when you think to yourself maybe someone irritated you maybe someone hurt you in some way but remind yourself that once we step into eternity our destination is is forever and that you know uh means more to me than whether they hurt my feelings. Yeah. Because we're told, we're told in the Bible, Jesus Christ tells us that a servant is no better than their master, and if they mistreated me, they're going to mistreat you too. Right. Yes. I was going to say, when you were saying about like praying for like your enemy, enemies or people that you don't like, and also says in Matthew 5, 45, it says that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, but he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Yes. So that drives the point home that, yes, this time is, I, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I grew up, Mike, I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do that. But I find that the more I do get it, do that, it, it will give you peace. Yeah. 
and it, and, it, and it helps you to and I'm sure you know that piece that piece is coming from Christ and and he's blessing yeah. you for what you're doing oh yeah and any he's, piece is from God <laughs> what's that any piece is from God oh yeah. yeah and he's drawing you closer to him because of that because yeah. you're becoming more like him by doing that because that's exactly what Jesus says uh be be like the father their father in heaven he does that for the people, so he wants us to do that too. Yes. Because he loves all of us, even the ones that rebel, even the ones that, that refuse to turn to him. Even the ones that wandered for 40 years. Sure. And, and then still rebelled. Um, so that's where, so what's our final thought on, okay, so we've, we're wrapping up Deuteronomy chapter 8, and Moses is about to step back, and, and Joshua was about to step forward. And well, he had already, yeah, he had already appointed Joshua. Okay, so. um, and he did it publicly, uh, so that everybody knew because mm -hmm. because God picked Joshua. Yeah, when he when he spoke to Moses, um, but they made a public ceremony and he laid hands on Joshua, uh, and his power, some of his power was transferred into Joshua's, and. Um, that way they would they would um acknowledge Joshua as the new leader. Right. So and now there's moving forward and they have a warning to not forget God. Yeah. And um and that's you know your takeaway from that. What's your what's your overall theme for this for this show? Don't forget God. Don't forget God. What about you Carol? What do you think? I agree. Yes, that's the the main point. Don't forget God. Yeah. Even in, even when things are good, and that's the the difficult time when and we forget God. Remember how you got there, right? Exactly. Exactly. We we can't do anything with their own strength, right? And that it's super important to to remember that. And it's you know, like I said, it's easy when things are going good, but when it, when things are bad, everybody's every. That's why they say you know, uh, uh, in the foxhole, that's where everybody finds God. You know, when things are, are really bad. Oh, yeah. And, closing in around you you know um but the challenge is to keep god in everything when times are good um yeah not just when times are bad but when times are good acknowledge you know how you got there and because you, know, you know just like just how things how quickly things can be good things can be bad instant yeah and and you know it's like the and it's like anybody out there that's listening and you guys too i mean when you're Whenever have you ever have you ever started a project and it just went nowhere? Yep. And you just it just nothing worked out. And you were crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's, but nothing just worked. Yeah. And now imagine everything in your life being that way. <laughs> yeah. Say you go to you, you go to the grocery store and um you don't even leave your driveway and like all your tires are flat and the wheels fall off. Yeah. And then, you know, you you wind up trying to get a bicycle and you know, you know, I don't know, the the steering the steering handle falls off and so you find uh you you find some way to pedal your unicycle up to yeah, the yeah. grocery store that happens a lot with me and then you <laughs> you get into the grocery store and you know the i don't know you forgot your wallet at home or you open up your wallet and <laughs> there's no money in there and no credit cards nothing there's just nothing in there yeah. uh you just you pull out just there's notebook paper you know whatever <laughs> the the point i'm getting at is imagine that that nothing went right, nothing worked. And that's how it would be without God, because God is the one who permits things, who allows things to happen. Um, and that's that's the takeaway from uh, from from 
Deuteronomy chapter eight is to to don't forget um, where your successes truly came from, who gave you that strength and permitted you to have success. Yeah, and it's a, a good Amen. guiding light. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a good takeaway. So uh, I want to thank Carol for being with us. Thank you so much, Carol. Oh, you're welcome. I, uh, any 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 I, final things you'd like to say? Well, I'm glad I did this because um, I was nervous. And again, that that's the enemy saying, you know, you're going to sound like dumb or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I tried I tried to calm your nerves because, you know, I know you never did anything like this before and and I told yeah. you it's just a laid back show. We're just, you know, friends talking. Yeah. Yes. So I I um I listened to God and said, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well it was a pleasure to have you on here and hopefully we'll have you on again. You too. Thank you. All right. All right, JB See you for, next time. for you and Jay uh for you and me, my friend. Uh, we continue on next week. Another topic. All right. Another guest. All right. Sounds uh, good. Thank you for joining us on Pillars of Heaven. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.